0: But let's get into what's happened over the last couple weeks in the world golf. PGA started its playoff series last weekend or two weekends ago with the St. Jude Championship and the winner was Lucas Glover going back to back. Mr. Lucas Glover who hadn't had a win since 2019 goes back to back, wins the Wyndham Championship, wins the first event of FedEx Cup playoffs and this man has now made 5 million in 2 weeks. Kudos on him. Kudos on him. He's uh, also won a ton of exemptions and some points. We roll into um, this week's BMW Championship. Lucas Glover played very well, but it was Victor Hovland who came from, well, I want to say came from behind because the day started with Scotty Scheffler in the lead, and he held it pretty much until, I think, his 16th hole. He was playing right behind Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland was the uh, second to, or the, so yeah, the second to last group playing, and Scotty was doing things, and it looked like it was Scotty's to win, and Victor tied him up on the hole ahead of him. I think it was 17, and Scotty ended up bogeying 16, dropped a shot, and Victor. Did Victor things and cruised right in for the win. Not only did he do that, this man shot a 61, which was A, the course record, and B, it's the lowest round ever shot in the FedEx Cup playoffs. So congratulations to Victor on that one. Live two weeks ago had the Bedminster event, and the winner was Cam Smith. Cam Smith now moves into the top of the individual leaderboard, points leaderboard, followed by Taylor Gooch and Patrick Reed. Smith's team, Rippers Golf Club, also won the Bedminster event, but did not crack the top three on the team standings. That still stands at Four Aces, Torque Golf Club, and Stinger Golf Club. Then over at the LPGA, we had... Two weeks ago, the British Open, and the winner was Lilia Vu. She is a two-time major winner. Both of those majors have been this season. She won the Chevron Championship earlier this year as well, so congratulations to her. And the runner-up was Charlie Hole, who was our runner-up at the U.S. Women's Open. So you can expect a lot out of this young lady, too. It feels like her game is right on the cusp of breaking out into something great. This week, we had the ISPS World Invite, which was a co-sanctioned event between the DP World Tour, the LPGA, and the Ladies European Tour. And the winner for the women's side was Alexa Pano, the young American who was going to lose her tour card this season. She had a really rough rookie season, and she was going to lose her tour card. But this past Sunday, on her 19th birthday... She gets her first ever win, secures her tour card, and gets that little monkey off of her back and now can continue rocking and rolling in her career. So congratulations to her. On the men's side, we had Dan Brown, another uh, Englishman, and another rookie securing his first win. So that's what's been going on uh, in the world of professional golf, at least tournament-wise. we got a lot to talk about on what's been going on behind the scenes and what's coming up with the Ryder Cup, so let's get into that and do that right now. Oh yeah. Stay up. Stay up. Stay there. All right, it's the what's going on section where we discuss what's going on in the world of golf. I want to keep it kind of quick, this podcast, a few things I want to touch on, talk some Ryder Cup. I promised a little discussion of the uh, European Ryder Cup team. So far, three guys have been a lock on this team. John Rahm, Rory McElroy, and Victor Hovland. So, you know, no surprise with those three names. But it makes you wonder, where are we going to go with the rest of these? And honestly, I don't know. I mean, you, know, you got 12 guys on the team. Three are locked. That means we got nine more spots to fill. I mean, Terrell Hatton. Um, you got to think uh, Tommy Fleetwood's a lock. Maybe Sepp Straka. Matt Fitzpatrick. Those are some guys right off the top of my head. But other than that, it kind of makes you wonder where they're going to go with with their depth. And um, we have some announcements on the uh, U.S. side. We have locked in our first six, which are Max Homa, Patrick Cantlay, Wyndham Clark, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, and Brian Harmon, which leads... The six captains picks. Where do we go with those? Brooks Kepka kind of fell out of a locked position. But he is the, a reigning major champion. And I think it would be a huge mistake to leave him and Bryson off the team. So out of those six picks, let's say we add Kepka and Bryson. We got four more picks there. You gotta assume Ricky and Keegan Bradley. I'd like to personally see Tony Finau. And... You've got one more pick there, and I don't know. Who do you think it should be? I mean, does JT kind of sneak in? Uh, I don't have Jordan Spieth up here as well. Could he get in? So a lot of moves to come, come along here shortly. Then we have the ladies' side. The Solheim Cup is coming up. We might dive into that a little bit next week. But they're on the cusp of doing doing their version of the Ryder Cup this, uh, this year as well. Another thing I want to talk about was this guy, Billy Walters. This guy is some sort of super gambler. Um, apparently, he's a good friend or was good friends with Phil Mickelson at some point in time done a lot of gambling. We all know that Phil's been a gambler, but he decided to drop a book and drop some ex- excerpts a couple weeks ago talking about how Phil's lost over a billion, or his bet over a billion dollars in the last three decades. He's lost about a hundred million that he wanted to, to bet on the Ryder Cup at one point. Of course, Roy McElroy had to put his two cents and run mouth about that, saying, "You know, hey, Phil can bet on this one because he won't be playing." You know, again, the PR team with Rory need to shut this dude up because while he's bumping his gums, he's not producing on the uh, on the golf course. You know, this past BMW Championship, he had a chance to really move up there and take a win on one of these uh, on one of these tournaments, and he couldn't sink a putt. I mean, so Rory you know what, just shut up, mind your own damn business, worry about yourself, worry about the European Ryder Cup, and try to get your golf game back. Yeah, you can win a tournament here or there, but when it comes down to the big ones, you choke. So let's worry about not choking, okay? How about we do that, Rory? Moreover, I don't care what Phil does with this money. He wanted to bet on the Ryder Cup for the Ryder Cup for the U.S. to win. Who cares? It's not like you can really fix it. He wanted to. Uh, he wants to. You know, bet a billion dollars over the last three decades. Who cares? It's his money. Let him do what he wants to do with it. I feel myself getting a little worked up. So we're going to move away. For the last thing I really want to cover real quick is the uh, PGA Tour came out with their 2024 schedule, and they are for the first time in the, in. in think 10 years they are going to a full calendar year schedule um, you're gonna see a lot of changes in uh tournament dates some some tournaments are moving around the calendar this year i uh, know one of those i believe is uh, the houston open uh, i don't know who the new sponsor is i probably should know that but you are gonna see some new sponsors a lot of date shifts plenty of no cut events Like I said, they're going to return to a full calendar season with 39 regular season events plus the post-season events, which are the three tournaments for the playoffs. And then they got the uh, post-playoff fall series. They have 12 non-major tour events which have been designated as... or which have a designated status. Basically, I'll cut it dry. The designated status on the PGA Tour is a live event that's all it is they want to knock live for everything that they are designated events there's going to be 12 of them it's going to be more money and limited fields with no cuts that's what it is so let's see how that works out for them but i did find it interesting that they are now going to a full calendar year schedule the most noteworthy date shift is going to be the memorial tournament hosted by jack nicholas which is held, which will be held a week before the U.S. Open, having traditionally been held two weeks ahead of the third major, which, um, which I believe is the U.S. Open. So, anyway, PGA is making some moves, in their schedule. We'll see how the players adapt to that, how they feel about that. Jay Monahan, in a press conference earlier this week, talked about him seeing this whole live PGA merger going through, and that it will be. And that it will be beneficial for the PGA Tour, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, next week we'll uh, we'll discuss the wrapping up of the tour season before we take a couple weeks break and they move into our fall schedule. We'll discuss any more Ryder Cup news that we have. We'll start discussing Solheim Cup and any other kind of ins and outs that you know kind of pop up. Over the next week that we can kind of discuss and get worked up over or like or whatever. So with that, let's move on. I am proud to announce that the From the French podcast is brought to you by Shankit Golf. That's right. We've got the shanks. At Shankit Golf, you can find golf polos, bags, and accessories. And let me tell you, they are some of the hottest ones on the market. So visit ShankItGolf.com. Use the promo code FRINGE15 for 15% off your order. Or better yet, you can jump over to the Instagram page, give us a follow, and click the link and do your shopping from there. That is shankitgolf.com. Yes, we at From the Fringe have the shanks, and we want you to have them too. Oh, yeah. Stay up. Stay up. Stay there. Okay, before we wrap up today's show, let's talk about what's next. And for the PGA Tour, it's the end. It's the last tournament of the season, the Tour Championship in Atlanta, Georgia. I know, I know this is a sad moment for us, but don't worry, it doesn't last long. I will put up on the X page and Twitter and threads the remaining 30 players for this last tournament of the season. I'll go ahead and put up the remaining 50 so you can see who didn't make the cut. But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. The uh, remaining or the top 5 players out of the last 30 are Scotty Scheffler, Victor Hovland, Roy McIlroy, John Rahm, and Lucas Glover. And the hot hand tells me Scotty Scheffler because he played one hell of a match this past weekend at the BMW Championship. But honestly, you can't count out Victor Victor Hovland. This guy has been automatic this season. He was on the cusp of winning a few majors. He's always been there in the mix. These are his stats this season. Victor Hovland has had 24 starts, two wins, eight top tens, and zero missed cuts. That's about as automatic as automatic can get. This dude is there. Week in, week out when he decides to play, and he is dangerous, so don't count him out. The women have the CP Women's Open over in Vancouver, British Columbia. I've seen on um, social media, a lot of them are making their plans, and we're getting ready to travel out for this tournament, and at this point, it could be anyone's tournament because the ladies are playing tough. And there are a lot of names that could be in the mix over the weekend. Liv does not return until Chicago the weekend of September 22nd through September 24th. So we won't have them until then. Other than that, guys, I want you all to have a great week and a great weekend. Don't forget to get out there and play some golf. Watch some golf. Spread the love of the sport with your friends and your family. Don't forget about Shank It Golf. Fringe 15, 15% off. Don't forget about Instagram. Don't forget about X. Don't forget about threads. Like, comment, subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Let me know what you're thinking. I want y'all to have a great week and weekend. Be good, stay safe, and hit them straight.